Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine, grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up, all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl, Sapphire. Y'all, okay, first of all, first of all, there's a lot of new changes in the new year. Yes, we are in 2024. New year, new me, all that blase, blase bullshit. Let's face it. Rules are meant to be broken. And uh, I am breaking my own personal rule. Sapphire Zero Play is now going to be a video podcast that means y'all can subscribe and see the lovely sassfire and her lovely faces that i'm doing and all the things now and not just hearing me it's gonna be great the audience is going wild with that said though blessing me with the first ever video podcast i can't believe this even happened shout out a very special person you may have known them from positively positive and just all just all things of sapphire zero plays she's been a guest she connected me sarah shout out to sarah she connected me with mandy mayhem if you guys don't know who mandy mayhem is i guess i could say you know lyricist redefining what pussy popping is in in hip-hop and a lot of people think that, you know, this woman was a fake. I, I will admit, I will admit, somebody slid in my DM a video of yours, Mandy. Okay. And um, I, I couldn't, I, I thought it was a fake. I was like, who is this? Whose grandma is this? What do, what do you mean by fake? What do you, what do you mean by fake? Because, okay. Like AI? No, no, no. It was just more like, because I'm like hip hop mm. to me is mm. like, it's more than a movement. We're cel- we just celebrated 50 years of hip-hop mm-hmm. in 2023. Very big occasion. Yeah. But, I mean, I have done panelists with Chuck D. I have been in rooms and spaces with Angela Davis. And, hell, in college, I kind of got, like, a semi-degree in hip-hop. Stop it. Yes. Shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to San Francisco State with their hip-hop um, classes and stuff. But I my emphasis is in radio, but I also got my second minor in Africana studies with an emphasis in hip hop history. Love it. So when people send me shit about hip hop, I'm very like, I, I don't want to say protective of the culture, but I was just more like, okay, y'all, what do you want me to say? Other than the fact that I need to see more to, to base it off. So first of all, I'm horrible with introductions, but Mandy Mayhem is in the building, y'all. Um, that sounds like a bunch of drunk frat boys. It does. <laughs> I need to get like women like with the tops on. Like I need to celebrate the real thing. Like yeah. it's pussy empowerment. I need like pussy applause. If somebody out there can get me some pussy applause, okay, let's get that. Clap, clap. My fiance is looking at me like, okay, she's already starting. Pussy, like <laughs> that's wet ass pussy right there. You know, that's the sound of wet ass pussy. That's what they were really talking about. The wop. But anyways, so Mandy, I had to do some more deep dives. I forgot which video it was, but I believe it was over a 50 cent instrumental. Oh. And this was like early last year. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know what happened, but I was just like, okay, somewhere down the line, I got to get acquainted with her. Mm. So our girl, our mutual friend, Sarah, slid in my DMs and she's like, would you like to interview Mandy Mayhem? I think she would be the perfect guest for you. And I was like, wait, Mandy, there's not a lot of Mandys I know. Mm -hmm. And I went back and I'm like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> I'm going to actually get the, the pussy empowerment lyricist, if you will. Mm -hmm. The female MC to come and join Sapphire's Air Flight. And this has just been great because I really think that you are redefining and you are giving women and not just like women, but also you are cultivating a new lane for white women in hip hop. Mm. Let's face it. Mm -hmm. White women in hip hop has been a controversial thing since the start. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you yourself, I mean, I'm looking at your life story and you're a survivor. Mm. You know, you have been through some shit like any other woman, but you also have this like, I don't give a fuck attitude with your music shows. Mm. Absolutely shows 1000%. So Mandy, thank you so much for just joining. I, I, I'm not trying to make you cry, but it's just like, thank you. You don't get a lot of females who talk about their their bodies and get respected and get love. And you have been getting some cosigns from some heavy hitters. Mm -hmm. I mean, from public enemy, mm -hmm. for Christ's sake. Mm -hmm. You're working with... He's Shockley. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I know. How does this shit manifest for, <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Well, it's not crazy, because, you know, that first video that went viral um, was a Jay-Z track. I actually had a dream about Jay-Z last night. Was it a sex dream? No, not... It was going to be, and then I woke up. <laughs> Um, but I have this whole theory because I've had many <laughs> dreams about him over mm -hmm. the years. For many years, he really? he will pop into my dreams every once in a while when I'm having some sort of issue in my relationship to hip hop. And I think to me, he represents hip hop. So he'll show up in that form. And last night we were laughing, like laughing hysterically. I don't know about what, but we were cracking jokes and sitting on this couch and mm -hmm. he's like, do you want to come to Hawaii with me? And I was like, fuck yeah. And then I started like making plans as to how to get there without Beyonce catching me. And then I woke up because it was like too complicated and my brain needed to wake up to figure out like how we were going to do this. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, I love Beyonce. Like I'm, I, I would like to have a threesome with them. That's my ultimate goal. But like, obviously... I'd still fuck Jay if he wanted me to so on the DL. So you really get wet off of Jay-Z. Is that what you're trying Dude, to say? Dude, it's like, I don't even know why. Like, anyway. So the first. Y'all, she is like, hold on. There was a pause. Yeah, I had to think about it. Because, like, he's <laughs> ugly. Like, he's <laughs> ugly. You. Okay. But I'm he's so fucking it. sexy. Like. I. Dude. And I, I know he knows how to fuck because of the way he raps. I know he knows how to fuck because the way he raps. I do one of my favorite songs to cover is Renegade, which really? is Jay-Z and Eminem. Yeah. And what I love about it is how different their flows are. And and it really like even in that one song, the education I got about flow it was, you know, it took me I don't even know how many years and to 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 perfect that song, to make it my own, let's say. But um, the the way in which they rap is like dick energy. It's like Jay Z yeah. sits on the back of the beat. He like waits as long as fucking humanly possible, 
jumps around, you know, chasing the hi-hat all over the track is is one of his lines in Hovey Baby. But he like he wraps around the beat. You don't even know where he's going to land, which is the beauty of it. He's a jazz instrument on a beat. And Eminem is is predictable in terms of where he sits. He doesn't play around a lot. And I can I can hear some of that in me. And it's not because I, I want to have big dick rap energy, but I like get excited and I sometimes rush things. And so sometimes I'm at the front end of the beat. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> I just fucking also I'm dancing and like can't hear shit and I my setup is so ridiculous when I'm live on TikTok that's a whole other story but you know what I love but I love the rawness because let's face it yeah hip hop started as a very raw untapped energy yes you know you take it back to the seventies where scratching was not really ever heard and you hear people rhyming off beat. Mm-hmm. Intentionally, mm-hmm. intentionally, because they were they were raised on jazz. That yes. generation, they understood, they understood the the ethos behind not being in time. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a uh, a rage against the machine, not the band. But like you know, it was uh, it was um what's the word I'm looking for? Just like we're not gonna fucking do what you want us to do. Right. That's why jazz was so revolutionary because it was like let's not. Let's take the formula and make it our own and, and go against the grain. And that's hip hop did the same thing. So when you syncopation is like comes from it's rebellious. Is it the is. Word I'm looking for. You know, I, I hate to say it, though, too. It's like in a sense, I know for me, I've been very openly and said that I do not like the hip hop generation that is happening right now, mm-hmm. especially just because everything's sounding the same. Sampling is great, you know. James Brown is the most sampled out of hip hop history, mm-hmm. which is fine and dandy, but everybody's starting to be saturated. It's becoming too commercialized. It's losing its rawness. Then you come up into the field and, you know, you're you're now putting yourself against like the Cardi B's and the Sexy Reds and the Meg the Stallions out there, which is great mm-hmm. because we need it. Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop wasn't just a black thing. It is a culture thing. You know, there's black, brown, white people everywhere. It's a mixing pot. Mm-hmm. And somebody out there is going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. If you look at it, BC boys, these white boys, you know, look like they should be at the local frat house, but they're coming from the five boroughs and coming with bars that are like. I wasn't a fan of theirs. You know, I, I will admit until college. Yeah. And started listening to like not the stuff that was like airplay. But just, you know, just regular, their music. The album cuts. The album cuts, the yeah. beat cuts yeah. and stuff like that. I kind of grew into them. Mm. Do I still, like, say, like, they're my top five? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they kind of pave their own way. Yeah. You know, Action Bronson, a lot of people hate on him. The way that you are, like, Jay-Z is so fucking ugly, but yet he's fuckable. That's how <laughs> I feel about Action Bronson. Yeah. Like, I always say I would never fuck a man or let a man fuck me with bigger titties. But uh, now he's, like, becoming a slimmer. Uh-huh. But his flow. Oh, I like big tits. I don't care if they're on a man <laughs> or a woman. <laughs> I really. I don't. I like I like fat men. I don't know why. I haven't fucked a fat man. Oh, dude. There was this Italian. Ooh. A chef in Ooh. Italy. Ooh. He was so fucking greasy and just like covered in fucking shrimp. So <laughs> short, short, short seg- segue. I don't know. Fucking wormhole. So <laughs> I was in Italy with okay. a friend of mine. She was there with her boyfriend. They broke up. We stayed an extra couple of days 
dated every guy in this little small town. She got chased out by one of their wives and left early. I stayed and like moved in with this chef for a couple of days because he had a place to stay. And so I, it was a one bedroom apartment. But I think it was his like side place. Like I'm sure he had a his wife. Side. They all had like wives, right? Side place to bring the side hose, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I like one night went on a date with a guy on his moped up to this spot. It was like a, a lookout spot. And um, when we got there, there was another guy that I had gone with the, out on date on the with, gone out on a date with the night before and he was there with a different chick <laughs> and we both like I was like we can't stay here I just went out with that guy last night um but anyway so the chef he asked me what do I want for breakfast and I was like I don't know fruit and then what do you want for lunch I said shrimp would be nice I don't know he fucking went fishing in the Mediterranean got shrimp I don't know how and then cooked them and had them waiting for me um on the stove when I woke up in the morning and like a like a like did you ever see the Christmas Carol version where the the guy's like sitting on a mountain of fruit yes yeah it was like that mountain of fruit waiting for me in the morning when I woke up what kind of pussy did you give him dude I have I I got crazy pussy so (laughs) so the shrimp though they had the heads on them and the eyes and shit and I've never seen that before in my life clearly like you know you gotta suck the head I've seen a shrimp ring that's all I've ever seen like I am a Canadian white lady like I don't know anything about food (laughs) so I'm like fucking I can't eat the shrimp I ate like one nectarine and left the fruit mountain um for whatever so he comes home he starts peeling the shrimp and he has like fucking grease all down his arms and I'm hungry and he's like just got home from working in the kitchen he's all sweaty and shit and I was like fuck me now like something about this shrimp Juice all over your hands makes me want to have sex with you. Shrimp juice lubrication. Yeah. First, first and foremost, um, y'all, food play and sex. Um, yeah. I, I hate to burst your bubble. Yeah. Yeast infection. That oh, is the recipe yeah. for yeast infections. Well, he didn't put it in my vagina. Okay, good. Just, good, the, good, good. just the penis. Just the penis. But no lubrication from the shrimp juice. Mm-mm. Great. No. Just have to full disclaimer out there oh yeah like there's one guy that i was with often he's probably watching right now (laughs) um he used to use olive oil like no yeah he always wanted to jerk off with not in not in me but and he would want to jerk off with olive oil and then like make me suck his dick and it was just a super weird flavor i was like i don't this first of all is not very good olive oil like i can tell it's not like italian from italy but (laughs) i don't know he was into it so you know what? The things that my vagina has experienced, you, you know, you always have like those lays where you're like, you just have to let it go and just let it happen. Mm. Not a second time. Mm. Just experience it one time. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's, see, you're, you're thinking about it. She's thinking about it. Over yeah, there. I went back again a couple, couple more times. A couple more times. With, with the, the olive oil. With the olive oil. But it, we would, we would, you know, and I would freestyle. And he was like the first one who was who would say to me, I think you can freestyle. And I'd be like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I, have, I can only write. I don't freestyle. Um, and, but he would like give me a little bit of marijuana and I would <laughs> freestyle. And like, I, he taped me one time with his phone, you know, and I was like, I, I'm actually good at this, but I still was too scared to do it. Now I do it all the time. Cause I basically have run out of things to do. Cause I need to make so much content. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just start freestyling. I, I think you spit 
beautifully. I didn't realize that, you know, some of the content you like read off the screen. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The one the one video that's like got 10 million views, the um, Big Papa one, I was oh. reading off a screen. Okay, that's yeah. what that's the one it I had saw. Ju- like I just I hadn't <laughs> learned it yet. So it was like, whatever, I have to throw up a video. Oh my god, I have five minutes, I have to go live. Let me mm. just throw this up. <laughs> that's why it says <laughs> at the top it's like new verse I'm working on. <laughs> like like rah, it's just so ridiculous. It's so stupid. Like now I understand why it went viral. Cause if you're like, what in the actual fuck is this? What do you mean new verse you're working on? Like that, you have other verses? Like I'll what admit, is this? That was the one where I was like, oh, this is on some fake shit. This can't be real, y'all. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. But I was glad that I went back and I listened to your first um EP that you made. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I've noticed that legendary clitoris is like your calling card. Yeah. Please tell me you've trademarked this shit. No, I, it's so funny because like I don't even know what possessed me to ever say that in the first place. Like I don't know why <laughs> where I don't recall the moment that line hit my mouth. Like I don't I'm know. Gl- I'm glad you asked like you answered the question because I was. Yeah. Like it's been on the top of my list. I'm like, I got to bring up legendary yeah. literary. So the evolution of that yes. particular freestyle began with. A friend named Marin and a guy named um, DJ Dyslexia. And Marin goes by Betty Ford is her rap name. So she had a group in the 90s called um, Stink Mitt. And it was <laughs> two women <laughs> that were rappers. And oh they actually toured with Peaches like back in the 90s. They opened for her. Oh, so she's Marin was friends with Peaches. So we were going to do this track when a Millie came out or like, I don't know if it was when it must have been when a Millie came out and we were going to do a Millie. But we Ryan made a new beat and it was my pussy, my pussy, my pussy, my pussy, my my my, my, my pussy, my pussy. Right. And so I was like, I didn't even know who Lil Wayne was. I was like, fuck all these new rappers. I oh, don't you care. You were a wheezy head. I wasn't yet. No. Oh, wow. I had a whole. I had a whole disconnect from hip hop for a while because I it hurt too much, honestly, because I was like denying this thing that I really wanted to do. So I kind of I couldn't like there's still shows that I can't watch and things that I can't get close to because it like bothers me so much that like I didn't write that or do it like it's jealousy, but I'm getting over it. So I'm, I love Lil Wayne now, like he's so fucking clever and smart and oh, my God, he's so dope. Um, but anyway, so it was my pussy, my pussy. So we were calling it Beaver Trap, the song, because we're all Canadian women, right? I love that. <laughs> Yo, you're killing my fiance in the corner. He's in the corner. Uh, the start, this, like, his face has been yes, like this the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. I love it. That's like me when I saw Borat. Like, I actually <laughs> had no idea what the fuck I was watching. I was like, is this real? What am I watching? I don't think any of us experience, like, realize what the fuck Borat was going to No. Like I saw kind of I saw it at TIFF and it was like a middle of the night screening. So oh I had no God. notice. I didn't know who Sasha Baron Cohen no, knew nothing. And I'm sitting there like, what the actual fuck is going on? And then halfway through, I'm like, these are real people. Oh, my God. Um. So anyway, yes. so the song, I wrote this verse to Beaver Trap and it started out with like in an iteration that's close to what became My Vag is the Truth. And that's a song that's on my EP. And in that song, um, one of the lines is, I got a legendary clitoris. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. And I didn't originally say I got a legendary clitoris. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. But Fat Lip from the far side 
was working with me on that song. Uh, we we did a, a re like a, he mixed it. I was gonna say he produced the entire first um, EP, right? No, or just, parts? just that song. Just that song. He okay. he mixed it. Ryan did it. Ryan uh, DJ Just Lexia. Mm-hmm. He produced all the tracks. He's wow. amazing. He's in Toronto. So fucking talented, and he works like for Bell Canada or something. Like he doesn't. He he's a DJ, wow. but he doesn't make music enough. You know, and we've tried to do it remotely, but we we work best when we're together. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get back together and make another album. But in any case, um, Fatlip actually came up with the line, don't stop, get it, get it. And I was like, I don't want to say that that's stupid. He's like, trust me, <laughs> say that. Yes. And I was like, OK, fine. So when I started freestyling on TikTok, I would just I had all these lyrics from past songs and like mixed in with all the covers that I know from years of doing hip hop karaoke and and learning all these different tracks from different MCs. And um, when I was performing, I would see what people would respond back to in the mm-hmm. comments. And every time I said legendary clitoris, people were like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. So I was like, when I was in Philly, I did a show last May. And um, Gifted is the, the producer of the track Legendary. He invited me to come out to the studio. He's like, let's just, you know, fuck around, find out, see what happens. So he played me this beat and I was there with a couple friends. Um, I am Phantom, who's another MC. And um, we were like listening to this beat and I took the different freestyles that I had been working on and chose Legendary Clitoris as the hook. And it was the freestyles that had I had seen the most response to. So mm-hmm. it was a real like collaborative song in terms of pulling things that the audience was responding to that were all in the same storyline. Like I'm just talking about my pussy, but like... <laughs> And then I also, the the verse, the first verse I wrote, um, making you horny, squeezing your cock to stop the sperm tsunami, was I wrote that right after I had sex with my ex-boyfriend because he was just, oh, he, he cried, basically. He cried inside my vagina. It was so good. And I was like, I need to write a verse about this. Can we normalize crying during, before, and after sex? Yeah. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Like, my man is over here cracking up, but... <laughs> You know when you just have like that that powerful sexual mm-hmm. desire to rip somebody, mm-hmm. and it's like if you can make me cry, mm-hmm. I, I'm yours forever. Mm. It's like, not hard to make me cry. My dildo makes me cry. Like your I, dildo makes. Oh I don't my god! Think I've ever cried during masturbation? Oh my god! I fucking cry. I scream. I cry. I laugh. It's like chaos. It's it scares people when I have sex with them when I do. Would you say like do you have a do you have a name for your vagina? No. You've never named your vagina? No. I call mine fine china. Oh, I love that. Right? Because if you think about it, it's like sex is like breaking dishes. Mm. So if I'm having that orgasmic experience, yes, baby, you haven't heard that in a while, but you be breaking dishes. Congrats. Gotta break the dishes. He almost broke the computer, too. Oh, he, (laughs) y'all, he really did. He almost broke some shit. Okay, everything's fine now, Mm. but... Mm. I almost had a heart attack before we got on air. But um, even like just all my partners, they know how to break my dishes well. Mm. Like I'm polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was like, you fell into a trap. Okay. I have a poem with a line about polyamory. It's not a good one. I, I would love to. I would I'll love do the poem for you at the end. Please. It's it's the poem I wrote after I had sex with several members of the same band. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you call? 
call yourself? Like, what is your dating style? Are you monogamous? <sighs> are you what? What? Are, where are you? Are I'm you lonely. Damn. That's my dating style. Lonely. <laughs> yeah. Now you're in LA now. Yeah, that's why. It's trash, right? It's fucking terrible. It, it's so bad. Everyone is psycho. I agree. Yeah. I can't do the dating culture anymore. Like, I, I'm very thankful for the partners I have. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, we reactivated our, our Tinders. What was it last? I think it was last year. Our mm-hmm. fiance and I. I was like, for shits and giggles, let's just see what the fuck is out there. I have never, actually, I lie. It's now the second time I've deleted an app so, deleted an app so quickly. Mm-hmm. The first one was FetLife. I don't know how people. I've never heard of that. FetLife is like Tinder. Um, for for kinksters, and um, it, what it's not? Oh, oh, okay, it's like free porn. It's like the Facebook. Oh, the it's like Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, mm. it's it's like kinksters. Facebook. I'm so I'm so scared of those apps because <laughs> I was like an early adopter of the sex act, apps oh. um, when they were still on computers. <laughs> I <laughs> I was a horny always, but um. They had this app called Lava Life that was a Canadian dating site. It was called a dating site. I feel like there were some like advertisements that came down this way. Lava Life, two L's. And I, there was maybe, maybe it was a cult or some shit went down at the end. I don't remember yeah. what, but like I was on Lava Life and I did quite well because I, you know, was cute. And um, I remember there was like, it was like dating and then fucking I don't know what they called it but it was like another tab you know you went in and I would go on there and it would be flooded just flooded with like couples and people and I was like I don't know like I'll talk to you and masturbate but I'm not gonna meet anyone because it's too crazy so (laughs) what I did end up doing is I met someone on the dating side and I went and drove you know I was living in a small town outside of Toronto and I went and drove to another small town and he drove up from the city and we met and um It turns out we met in a parking lot and I got in his car and we started chatting or whatever. And it turned out that he had just got out of prison. Um, He was in his like mid 20s. And that meant that he had been in prison for 10 years from a teenage from, uh, from a teenager. And when you go away for 10 years as a teenager, you've murdered someone. So that was good to figure out early in the car with him. Um, oh my God. I still made out with him because um, he's cute. And so we made out and he like reached out and grabbed my boob and like squeezed it like a 10 year old would. It's like, <laughs> I don't think he'd been with anyone, you know, oh since no. like whatever age. Right. And I was like, mm, not doing it for me, but I'm not going to correct you because you've been in a correctional facility for a long time and perhaps... I don't know. I don't know what I'm fucking with here. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, I didn't, I don't know what I know now about incarceration and the way I feel about it is totally different. Um, I'm mass incarceration is like, as soon as I, as soon as I can, that's, that's the thing I'm going to, um, battle for, you know, against battle against. We need it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Canadian, right? So it's a different world. And Mm. now that I'm here and I'm understanding what's going on, it's just absolutely atrocious. Um, but in any case, I that was early dating site trauma so I now like don't do well on them I just kind of am freaked out by everybody for the most part um but and especially the kink ones because it was so overwhelming at first and I also have this like kink shame like I feel like I'm really vanilla for all the things that I talk about sexually like I don't haven't 
I feel like I haven't done a lot of crazy shit. Like I've drank, I've drank piss. I've like had a lot of threesomes. I've d- had you know foursomes and mm-hmm. whatever. Like put my face in a lot of vaginas and um, <laughs> what else? I don't know. Like had sex in weird places. Have you pegged anybody? No, but I really want to. I do too. Yeah, super I really badly. Do too. I, that's my first question. So I've been interviewing people on my. TikTok live mm-hmm. that want to date me mm-hmm. and I'm always like how's like how is your relationship with your mom do you have any kids like what's your favorite book have you ever been pegged those are like my top five questions <laughs> you know why ass play I I just mm. how you say you're vanilla yeah I feel like there's a vanilla aspect of me because I'm very sensitive to smell mm. and I'm a germaphobe so it's okay. like I get a lot of guys that come up to me and they will ask me to peg them. And I'm like, no, thank you. I don't know where that ass has been. Yeah. I don't want it to explode on my belly. On my belly, on my sheets. Ooh. Like none of that. And I've I've been traumatized. I also edit porn on Uh top of my radio work. Uh Uh-huh. So it's like I've seen it all. I believe you. And it's not pretty, y'all. Okay? Like, please, enema, dietary, clean asshole, shave it. Do it all. Oh, I don't shave mine. I kind of think because I want, I don't want anyone going in there. Like, I think that's probably why I'm just like, there's a cave, you know, here's the doors. Yeah. Like, it's an it's an exit. Shut your dirty <laughs> mouth. You shut your, your eyes. What? What? Did I open up the, like, shaving I, gate here? Well, okay. So my man, I love my man's body, uh-huh. but he's got a hairy booty. And I'm just yeah. like, and it's, it's not like, you know, undeniably hairy. It's yeah. just like his butt cheeks have like a little hair. Yeah. It's like a little patch of hair, but the rest of his body is like a werewolf. Yeah. Closed? Get close? It's closed. So you won't oh, go yes, in it's, there. Yes, it's closed. And the hair. You don't like things in your butthole? No, no. Oh my God. He's the Dom. So it's like, no. Nah, oh, I see. It's, it's a. I see, I see, mm. I see. So there was a guy that I was with who was a sex addict. And I have to say that because I have to like normalize what was very abnormal um not abnormal just unhealthy yeah but he was quite good at keeping his butthole clean I will say and he I did a lot of investigating in there and I found like (laughs) there's like a vein in your butthole that's um so when you go when you go in yeah you go in like this and it's down here it's down at the bottom in the in the like where the taint is you know and it's like, it feels like a clit. It feels the way my clit feels. It's like a very hard, when it's aroused, like vein or something. Right. And when you toggle, <laughs> when you toggle back and forth, I'm going to make a YouTube video about it. <laughs> not with your tongue, because who the hell's, I mean, my tongue is not, my tongue, look at my tongue. That's still a probing, you know what? You no, it's so little. It's, and it's, 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 I'm tongue tied. I didn't realize that. I was like, I why mean, doesn't everyone else's tongue look like a butt? It's um, a cute tongue. It's a cute tongue. Thank you. Yeah. I feel seen. It's got cake. I didn't even know a tongue could have some cakes, but like. I know. I have like a fat dick tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind showing that to the camera one more Which time? One? Like, this one? To, yeah, that one. Just mm. look at that. That is fat cake tongue. That's going in the <laughs> cut. That That's a, that's a cut right there because <gasps> I've never seen cake. <laughs> you know, they, they talk about like white women having no cakes. No, no, no. You got cake. I got cake. You got cake. I got I'm putting that in a song. Please do. I will. Please do. <laughs> Great. I Great. love her. I love you. Thank I adore you. you. But no, I, I love how freely sexual you are. But you know what? It is a funny thing. The mm. more you talk about sex, 
sometimes there's a vanilla aspect. I, I mm-hmm. firmly agree on it. Like ultimately, I just want someone to hold me really close and and breathe in my ear. Like what what they what do they need to breathe in your ear? Um, preferably some other language that I don't understand. As long as it's respectable. I don't care what they're saying if I don't know. Also, if I don't speak just, it, like if it's Italian or yeah. like even Jamaican, sometimes I can't understand <laughs> <laughs> patois. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn some Patois. Yeah. I, I'm doing a disservice to my people. I know a lot of it from, from <laughs> growing up in Toronto, like um, <laughs> listening to dance hall. I was a big dance hall fan in the 90s. I, I need the resurgence to come back. Yeah. Because that was an era. Like the Sean, the Sean the Pauls and the even the earlier, Even early Shaba was my oh, was my man. Shaba. <laughs> and and um, Buju Banton's like one of my favorites. Oh my god! Oh, actually, my favorite dancehall song is super weird. It's almost like like a kindergarten. It's um, it's called um, Fresh Vegetable, Fresh be- Vegetable. I can't even say it in my own accent. Veg- vegetable? How do you want to say veg- vegetable? Vegetable. Vegetable. Thank you. Vegetable. Fresh, but he says vegetable. Jeff. Um, <laughs> it's Tony Rebel. Uh, we come and love you January, love you September, down in February, down in October, down in March, down in November, down in April, right till December, because in the time when you're not a winter and the time is cold and we need a lover, so you fit come little girl, come closer and when you hold me tight, you hold me, hold me a little tighter, you want me fresh vegetable, <laughs> so tell me if you love Tony Rebel. That's such a good song. That's like Yo, so good. Come on. <laughs> and I, I was feeling the vibe. I was swaying with you. Right Thank you for supporting me. Um, yeah, you got the invitation to the cookout, the the reunions, everything certified. That's it. That's all I want. On the table. So <laughs> when I first went viral, I started telling the story like an hour ago. But like when I first went viral, I can't finish my stories. P.S. That's okay. Um, there was a lot of pushback mm-hmm. and uh you know, one of the debates that was going on online was like whether or not I was allowed to come to the cookout. So I, I made this list of like all the characters basically that people were calling me. It's like, if if I can embrace all of these things that I'm afraid might be true about me, then they don't have power over me. It's like a thing in acting training, you know, it's you, you avoid revealing these things about yourself. And then you, you have this sort of like scar tissue in your instrument like I don't want anyone to know that I'm actually a total bitch so I won't play one Mm -hmm. but meanwhile that's your money Mm -hmm. or like I don't want to play my mother because I don't want anyone to know who my mother is so I'll avoid it um so I it's it's very empowering when you step into it and play that role and play that character so in my list was like horny old lady so I've really I've really been leaning into that one it works. It works. And also it's funny. Like it's, it doesn't have power over me when I sit and I'm like ashamed of being a horny old lady. It's just not a good look on in, inside my brain. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the discussion, the pushback was around, you know, racism and well, was it around racism? Appropriation. It's mm-hmm. about appropriation. And so I was like, well, what if I'm just like the white lady who's just desperate to be invited to the cookout because like it's true I've always just been like please and I had this experience when I was 10 years old Mm -hmm. I went to um, my mom lived in St. Louis and I went to a teen dance there at Six Flags Over Mid-America oh my god and they played 
you know, music. And there was the white kids on one side of the room and black kids on the other side of the room. And I'd never in my life seen anything like that except in like Gone with the Wind or like movies about the like civil war you hear about it you know the elvis concerts even i'd never seen that yeah. my life this was like 19 i guess it was the late 80s wow and uh, was it the late 80s no it was early it was later than that it was the 90s i don't fucking know whatever it's the 80s it's the 80s so um they play enter sandman and this white kid with like long hair, he was yeah. a, he was a banger. I don't know if you use those that terminology. We called them headbangers. Yeah, headbangers. Headbangers. Yeah. So he like pulled his chair out to the middle of the floor, sat on it, and banged his head and whipped his blonde long hair around. And yeah. I was like, I hate this song. I don't know what's happening. Why are all the white kids over in the corner going, Yeah, like Moshin. What's happening? They were just standing there, like encouraging him. Yeah. So then the DJ switches it up and he plays It Takes Two by Rob Bass. Yes. No one moves. I'm like, oh my God, I, this is my favorite fucking song. So I run out into the middle of the floor and I start doing the running man, like immediately. Love it. And, and then no one's responding. So I start doing the Roger Rabbit and no one cares. And like, I do like, I have like four dances, like the kid and play kick step by myself. Ooh. Like I'm doing like all okay. the things. Um, It doesn't work so well by yourself. But anyway, I do that. And then these three little black girls come over to me. They weren't so little actually. Um, one was quite intimidating and they say, will you teach us how to dance? And I was like, I don't think they're being serious. Um, I think they're mad at me or they're like upset. I don't know. I don't know how to process this. Like this is not in my world at all. I'm just like music. I can fix this. Like, come on, let's out party. Let's dance it out, you know? And then, so I remember running away crying and I don't even remember who was with me. It was like some other little girl from the neighborhood where my mom was staying. And, um, and I was like, you don't understand. It's not like this where I'm from. I don't know how to deal. And I honestly feel like it was like this fucking formative moment for me. And I'm still trying to do it. Like I feel you. there's something about, if I can just show the world, it makes me emotional, how much I love hip hop and how much I love this culture that somewhere in there we can find the the love for each other. Like just, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel it. You know, there's even the internalized thing with black folks where I myself a lover of hip hop, a lover of my own culture and my background. And I'm very proud to come from not just a black family, but a very mixed family as well. Mm -hmm. And something that's always been hard hitting is that I have been called not black enough to be on black airwaves, not white enough to be on rock stations, not black or white enough. They just cannot put me in a box in this industry. And I think that's why for me, when I created Earplay, which originally was called Erotic City Radio after Prince. So good. Because Prince, yeah. Prince, Janet Jackson are my inspiration. Yeah. But I look at those two artistries and, you know, there's always that common, you know, conception that, you know, hip hop is black culture. And I mean it when I say it, it is, but it isn't. I feel like hip hop is that one type of culture where it did bring a lot of races together because there are a lot of great hip hop musicians who are not black. Mm -hmm. 
you go over to France mm-hmm. and those motherfuckers are spitting like no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's something that swag just listening to, you know, international waters in hip hop. And it's all the same universal language. You look at cultures in Japan and especially, especially in Japan. I mean, they have battlegrounds. Mm. They have boxing ri- like boxing rings for hip hop, for freestyle battles. Nowhere else I've seen that before, you know, filling the stations. I'm just, I'm so excited right now (laughs) because I have have someone to talk to you about after the show. Yeah. But, um, 100%. And I think that's one of the reasons why when I got the pushback, Mm -hmm. it wasn't coming from artists who have been around. You've gotten a lot of nods. Yeah. Because they know when, as soon as they left America, they know where their fans are. Mm -hmm. They'll go to Europe and sell out shows where, and they can't get anyone out here to come to a show because that's where the, that's where the, the, the art form has continued. It's like jazz, you know, it's still alive and well in Europe. Um, but I do think because of the history of, appropriation the history of not giving credit where credit's due in the black american community that it's very important to continue to tell the story mm-hmm. of where it came from and acknowledge the um you know the emergence of an art form never before seen in that in that iteration um, even before the days in the Bronx, the way that it evolved in um, I mean, the first minstrel party. shows and yeah. like, you know, way back on the on the plantations, like that art, the art form, the underground, the, the terminology in hip hop that comes from, you know, we have to talk about things that we can't talk about in public. That's where where the um, let's make up our own words comes from. Right. Is that history, that tradition? Right. It's just really important to to keep it alive you know so when you say i'm protective of the culture fuck yes like you have to i feel the same way and i it's scary though because i know i don't i know i don't know everything mm-hmm. and there's people who it's a religion you know so i feel afraid and have felt afraid for a long time to make a contribution and to speak on it because i was afraid of getting it wrong and getting attacked well i got attacked and i continuously get attacked every day and now i just don't give a fuck because I'm like, you can't make me ashamed of the fact that I want to be invited to the barbecue. Like, I do. I also don't know how to fucking cook, and I need to be fed. Honey, I don't so, know how to cook. Okay. You know what I provide? Drinks and pussy. Okay, great. That's Amazing. all I do. So we Drinks go to the barbecue pussy. with someone else who's cooking, and right. like, you know, it's fine. We fit in where we fit in. Yeah. That's what it is. But That's it's it. it's a... It's, um, it's very moving when people say to me that I'm contributing to the culture, that I'm having an effect on like I I I don't know I'm just literally like expressing like I I think that art is about asking questions and I don't think that I'm trying to insert answers into Mm -hmm. anything but I do have a lot of questions I love how your artistry comes off to me as unapologetic extremely Mm -hmm. because I love how you just get in front of that camera and you're dancing, you're flailing it, you're, you know, you're moaning, you're gro- like, I love, I love that because we need more authenticity. We're in a day and era where everything is on social media. You know, I was telling you how uncomfortable I am doing a video interview mm-hmm. because I feel like 
once the video is on, I got to put on airs. I got to put on makeup. I got to look presentable. Right. All this type of bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, it's no longer satisfying me. Mm. I was about to end this show two years ago because I felt like podcasts are saturated. Mm. Who's going to fucking listen to me anymore? I've been talking about this shit. I've been demanding my roses. Mm-hmm. But then something gravitated to me and it's like, I created something more than just myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't care about the views on social media. I could give two fucks less about the followers. As long as somebody and a group of people, my earbuds, from across across the nation, across the globe, my biggest audience is not even in America. That's a lot said. Yeah. It's in fucking Brazil, out of all fucking places. Brazilians like me too. That's Yay. so funny. Yeah, you gotta love the Brazilian. Like I got, we gotta do a tour or something. We gotta go like, to Brazil, please. <laughs> gotta, yes, gotta yeah, do it. Get it. Get the Rio de Janeiro's on. Those fucking <laughs> yeah, Latin lovers. Yeah, mm. damn. But it's like I love how your artistry just—it's in your face, it's raw, and it's something that's needed. It's mm-hmm. something that's bringing it back to women, because we. As women, I mean, we've been dealing with all this bullshit. This ha- what bullshit? What are, you, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. Do we got enough time for this? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I love how you just, you're unapologetic about your pussy. Mm-hmm. You make men, women, people uncomfortable about talking about your pussy. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. You should be uncomfortable about a woman expressing herself sexually. Okay? I have to be jaded by the fact that men are able to brag about their body count and a woman for Christ's sake can't talk about her body count. So I did an interview on my TikTok last night or the night before. There was a guy who keep he's a big gifter of mine. So he gives a lot of <laughs> gifts and he's like, I want you to marry me. I want you to marry me. And I was like, is okay. Is he like your TikTok sugar daddy? Because that's what it sounds Yeah, like. I have a few. I love it. He's, he was one. I don't know if he still will be because we, <laughs> we we met and, and I interviewed him and I asked him the questions like, have you ever been pegged? And I did just explained to him what pegging was. So no. <laughs> but he did say that he did a video of his butthole. So I don't know. I'm very, it was very confusing. Um, like on an app, like maybe he was a butthole star i don't know like only i don't know what oh. the app was oh. I, it was unclear because you can't okay. say that right. app name on tiktok or it will kick you out oh, fuckers. yeah um what was the point of this story we were talking about empowerment you were talking about interviewing this man and oh body count body count so i was like what's your body count and he's like i don't know what that means did i murder someone i was like no <laughs> no how many people you had sex with he's like 13 and I was like what (laughs) I was like at once 1300 I don't know can you please elaborate he's like no probably 13 I was like I can't be with you I can't be with you because I think that's lovely I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you've had your nice little life with your 13 people but like I'm not there's there's going to be a point where you're like you've been with more people than I have and I'm going to be like yes and I'm telling you that right now mm-hmm. you need to go and 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 multiply that by a factor of a lot if wow and it's not even about oh yes it is it is about experience it is about hang-ups and it doesn't mean that you're not going to have them if you've had a lot of partners right but I just it was a hard no and then I was like what's your favorite book and he said the bible and I was like bye <laughs> it's fine Peace to the Bible. I I just think there's other spiritual texts that are a little bit more oh, current that you could probably read. For real. For real. You know what? I'm glad you said that too because body count, I always say the, the amount of sexual experience it takes to get to that one person or a group of people. Like 
we were talking about in a previous episode, my fiance and I talking about our, our sexuality does mm. not define the partner who you're with. Mm. And the biggest thing is like people have been asking us, you're polyamorous and engaged. Does that stop? I'm like, absolutely not. It's going to keep enhancing our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we're plotting a wedding orgy for Christ's sake. <gasps> Okay. So fun. Right. I love that. You know, celebrate our love and then we we all I want to hear love. what the mixtape is. Like what's the what's gonna be the music in the background? That's gonna be interesting because usually I provide the orgasms because we did it to my poor fiance. Um I don't know if you can get down to this, but like and I know it's controversial to say the word gypsy, but that's the best way to hot jazz. Hot jazz. Uh, carnival style, like <gasps> stop. Yes, that's no. what he gets down to. <gasps> what? I don't even know this type of music, but it sounds like what I keep describing when when producers hit me up and they're like, "What kind of beats do you want?" I'm like, "I want it to sound like a circus, but with <laughs> the floor is really dirty." <laughs> oh, you would? Yes. Oh my god. Go take my fiance for a spin. That's what I like to say. Yeah. There's the, this is a type of music, or this is just what you're fucking like. He's like both okay. Oh, he's great. Cool. He's a great lover. Yeah. He's a whore. He doesn't look like it, but he's no. He doesn't look like it. It's definitely. Oh, he's dangerous, Mandy. He's dangerous. Yeah. Have a have a take. It's all good. (laughs) Oh my god. I bet you've never been on a podcast show where it's like, yes, go ahead. Yeah. Take him for a ride. No. Yeah. Ride my ride it, my fiance. (laughs) (laughs) Your honey. Let's do it. <laughs> That's how it is. Hmm. But no, I mean, it's going to be Shouldn't we authentic. get his consent? Like, you're just like, no. Oh, no, no. You, you have fine. it. Okay. You, yeah. No, I know. You know. No, okay. I know my man. Yeah. I know my fiance. I know. You are. He likes women. That's what it is. Yeah. He loves women. He's a romancer. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Great. He's amazing. He's great people. Sorry, baby. He's so embarrassed right now. I'm going to get this later. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm gonna get some spankings into it later. It's all good. <laughs> In yeah. rapping, oh my god, I feel like I can talk to you for hours, yeah. and um, I would like to continue this very much now that you're in LA. I hear so well, I've been here for 10 years, but yeah. let's see how much longer I, I feel you. I have this acting coach who said to die in LA is redundant, <laughs> so Pot got it wrong, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. LA is too expensive. I mean, shit. <sighs> They're going to tax you for the fact that you died, okay? Let's be real. I just, like, why is everyone so stupid in their cars? Like, why are they so stupid? Like, what the fuck are you doing in your car? You're supposed to be driving, and you're not doing that. You're, like, sleeping. Sleeping. head back on the headrest, like, looking out the sunroom. Hello? I've seen it all. Men shaving, women brushing their teeth. I've seen a man reading the newspaper in traffic. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'm a horrible driver, even as a traffic reporter. But you motherfucker, like, right. that's some skill. I can't. What? Where Where are your hands on the steering wheel? Because yeah. mm, that's yeah. a skill. That's a skill. But what is coming up in 2024 for Mandy? Where, where are we taking? Like, where are you going to go? Well, I'm working on an EP with Keith Shockley from Public Enemy. Beautiful. We've spent a lot of hours in the studio already. Mm-hmm. We've got four songs sort of scratched out, um, maybe five. So we're working on those. There's a couple other producers I've been chatting with. Um, Havoc from Mob Deep is one of them. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that 
happens. We've we Can kept we get a quiet storm part three. Like yeah, oof, yeah, fuck yeah. Beautiful. He's, he's pretty sick with it. Um, there's also this other this other dancer. Um, how do you say his last name? His name his first name is Carlos. I think it's Olivari, but he was on the show Step Up. Mm-hmm. High water. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Jade is his partner. They were partners in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a storyline. They fell in love, and now they're together. But he's a sick producer, and he created these fucking crazy beats for me that are Latin based oh, hip hop. Wow. Like they're fucking insane. I and I wrote to one of them already, but I don't know if it's offensive what I wrote. So I have to check in with. <laughs> some folks like yeah because it might be offensive it's, it's like it's a song about me just really really wanting my son to be gay but he's not I really was hoping that he would grow up to be gay um so then I'm like since my son's not gay where are my fancy boys like I don't know if fancy boys is a bad term and that's the hook is it like fancy boys but I feel like B-O-I's I w- or B-O-Y-S um, I don't know what the spelling is, but boy, boy would be more the like B O I. Okay, more, uh, the feminine energy. Uh, okay, that you get fancy B O I. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so the song's about like I want because my grandmother. So my uncle was gay, mm-hmm. and I remember always going over to my grandmother's house, and she would be in like in her regalia, <laughs> and him and all of his like boyfriends would be around just fawning all over her, and that's how I visualized my life ending, like my my golden years would be me with a bunch of gay men and I don't have that and so the song is like putting out a call like where are you but I don't I didn't know if that like was the right terminology so I have to like check you know I I would say as part of the LGBTQIA community Mm -hmm. I don't think that's offensive okay you know people can correct us I mean yeah honestly I don't like using the f word some people do it as like a reclamation oh f8 Mm-hmm. I was like the the fuck. the British yeah the British term for cigarettes yeah copy yeah yeah I mean that's, I don't say that yeah I don't say it either it's like equivalent to the n word to be honest to me yeah but um because we grew up in the eighties yeah oh I don't know when you grew up but I oh grew I'm, up in the 80s. I'm eighty nine so nineties yeah. baby all the way yeah you know but I think how people you know identify themselves it's all up to like mm-hmm. who you ask mm-hmm. you know I think of it as an homage to my grandmother I think it's even in there too and my uncle my uncle passed from AIDS related complications in the early 90s mm-hmm. um which had a huge effect on me too in lots of ways but I don't think I've even processed it still because wow. it was like watching him go was really awful um so I think of this as like a love letter to them. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Now you have a couple of shows coming up too. Yeah. In the new year. Yeah. Um, you're going to be in New York, I believe in February. In Brooklyn. We still wow. haven't closed the date yet, okay. unfortunately, but oh, yeah, it's going to be in Brooklyn. Okay. It might even be March, but um, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And that's the only show I have planned <laughs> um, because I'm on TikTok like three, four times a week now yeah. trying to pay my rent. Like that's what's what's gotta, up. We gotta do what we gotta do. But someone messaged me yesterday and he said, "I want you to be my whatever." He didn't say sugar baby, but it was something like that. And I'll send you seven thousand dollars a week, and I just want you to, um, give me advice. And I was like, "Sure." I just said, "Sure." <laughs> I was like, "Sure, whatever." If you're real, here's my cash app. Send me money, and we'll talk. I don't know. I have high hopes. <laughs> I can't. Even, I got. 
got no words. Okay, this is why y'all needed the visual because I'm over here like LA taxes us if we blew wind. If I farted, I feel like I'm gonna get a like a fine from the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. And over here, some man just randomly DMs you and just wants to drop seven racks. I think they're out there. I think those people are out there that want to send money. Yeah. I really do. And I'm here for it. Just saying, because I need it. Like what I'm doing is a full-time job and it doesn't pay like that. It's like, you know, if I go live, I go hard in my show. Yes. You can hear it. My voice. I'm like, my voice is burning out from going live so much. And, um, you know, I might, I make a lot of money in an hour comparatively. I make about a hundred dollars in tips, but TikTok takes 70%. So I'm making like three or 400 and they're Mm. taking their cut and I'm getting a hundred. Um, but like $300 a week does not a fun life make. So, um, so just to be real, like I'm like selling a couple t-shirts here and there and like, I'll get a brand maybe a month here, a month there, but the brand's you know, what I'm doing is not brand friendly. Um, so there's that component. And then also a lot, it's a lot of smaller brands who want me to be their sales department. And I'm like, I'm marketing for you, but I'm not responsible for closing your deals. Like one company paid me $3,000. I got them a million views on their video and, um, and sent, you know, actually this was two different companies. Another one, I sent 3000 people to their website, but it's like, they're like, oh, we only sold five things. And I'm like, well, that's your problem. Exactly. I'm sending traffic to you. So, but I can't, I don't have time to run your business and mine. So it's been really, that's been really frustrating and disappointing, actually, the whole brand component um, and how much they want you to work for free. So in any case, what I'm hoping is that I can get people to actually leave their houses and come and see me in person and come to my shows and then... I've had a couple conversations with Live Nation where they've been close to putting me on a bill for a festival or what have you. And that's what I really want to do. I want to go out. I have all these ideas for like how, you know, I grew up watching Madonna. I'm like, I want to reinvent concerts. I want to integrate social media into my concerts in a way that like brings my live community in. Because I opened for the far side in Venice in April and there were 200 people there. It was packed full house. And I went live for 30 minutes while I was on and 20,000 people watched. Yeah. So it's like, how do you compare that? I'm, you know, and I performed for free for them. Like, cause they, you know, they were just giving me a chance to get up on stage, but I didn't make any money on, t- or maybe I made 40 bucks on TikTok, but like, that's more than I made doing the show. It's like, you know, but, I, but ultimately I need that balance of being out in the world and would like to actually start making like live nation money. Yeah. You know, um, because I'm really fucking entertaining. And even if the crowd is annoyed, it's not I'm not going to be another rapper and I I'm not upset with what's going on in hip hop. I think it's very uh reflective of 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 um a lot of things, mm-hmm. but um I'm I'm on board with what's going on, but there the live show component of what's going on in hip hop is really sad. And I would love to see that elevated. So I love that you say that, say that because there is the artistry that is missing. Like, yeah, we've seen Taylor Swift and Beyonce reinventing like the whole concert stage presence. But that's not every single artist. You know, 
people ask me, oh, you work in radio, so you must go to this concert. That I, mm. No, I don't waste money on some of these artists that I know are just going to stand in front of a mic for three hours yeah. and show up late, mm-hmm. which is disrespectful as fuck, especially if I'm paying top dollar. Mm-hmm. But then you're not giving me an experience. I do more in my corner of my living room than most of them do on a giant stage. And I love that. Like, that get me I, on stage. Yes. I want to see you give a full on experience. Fuck yeah. I was a choreographer for um, 10 years mm-hmm. for cheerleading, competitive cheerleading. Wow. So acrobatics, like Cirque du Soleil shit, essentially. Oh, hell yeah. So like, hello. I'm just like, put me in coach. I'm ready. I'm ready. And let let me go. Like, that's one of the reasons I wrote the song Teach You How to Fuck, which is coming out in February. Oh, it's coming. Huh? <laughs> um, is is because there's that element. I do have a lot of younger folks that watch a lot of young men mm-hmm. and women 25 to 35 are like a big demographics for me. Um. And young men need to learn how to fuck. They need instruction. Young women need instruction also. And I know that if I get on the circuit, I'm probably going to be like the concerts they were going to put me on were with like Ice Spice and Lil Uzi and all that. And it's like, this is what the audience needs. Hip hop needs a mama right now. They do. Yeah. They do. I'm ready to be that mama. And, you know, no one else, like there's mothers, of course, like Cardi B is a mother and, and, um, Akbar, yeah. you know, they're moms, but um, but in a different way, like they're moms to their children. Right. I'm going to I'm going to mom. Yeah, no, you slim, shady, gray haired lady rappers <laughs> is my sons. Y'all mama's little babies. Maybe I could teach you a thing about standards, teach you how to rap as long as you got the manners. Treat your mama nice now. If not, then pipe down word. Greatest rapper out the fucking burbs, BDE, poking out my gray fur. Yes, sir. Up and on one. I only have a few gray hairs in my pussy, by the way. It's not that much. It's not all gray, but it's kind of like my hair. It's like a streak. I, oh my God, ended right there. I love you. I adore you. You know, thank you for for blessing the mic. Thank you for blessing our eyes, our ears for this hour. Like, I'm really hoping to see you thrive. Thank you. I really want people to experience the Mandy mayhem that you bring, please. Where can people follow you? We're going to drop it, of course, like your link tree and everything okay. in the uh, episode. But I love to just like, where can they find you? Find me. Please go to my YouTube. Please follow me on YouTube. It's very, very um, um, anemic at the moment. <laughs> 4,000 <laughs> followers. Um, go to my YouTube. It's Manda Murhead. That's a whole other story. But Manda Murhead on TikTok. I'm Ms. Mandy May Cheatham. But if you search Mandy Mayhem, there's a few different ones. One is a man. That's not me. There's one that's me. That one's me. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And of course, everybody, you can follow me at Ms. Radio Sapphire. That's M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E um, dot com. Instagram. I'm, I'm slowly coming back to y'all. But yes, it's Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram. Sapphire is your play on Instagram. And there's going to be some more orgasms, more visualgasms coming in the new year. But Mandy, we're going to stay in touch. You're yeah. a certified earbud. You're invited to our cookout. Like Good. I said, I don't cook. This man's cooks. Actually, all my partners cook. They're great cooks. Dope. They're amazing. Chef's kiss. But I know I'm seeing some big things coming your way. And I'm just like so Big honored. dicks. Yes. <laughs> big dick. <laughs> Big clit energy, everything. Yeah. It's coming. Dope. It's coming. Thank you. So.
with that said, safe sex is the best hot sex. Mm. Till next time, good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.